Welcome to the Less True podcast presented by Gulf Food, the largest annual FMB sourcing event in the world. I'm your host, Jeraria Hersey, bringing you compelling stories and insights to a wide range of topics in the food and drinks industry. From farming, behind the scenes, to the culinary world, and to foods we simply love to chew on. In this podcast series, we speak to people, brands, and businesses across the food and drinks spectrum to find out more about why they do what they do and how, in their own way, they're championing change and shifting the future of food and drink. Trust me, there's so much more. So listen to the Less True podcast on our website, gulffood.com, and subscribe to our newsletter for the latest updates in food. Welcome back to another episode of the Let's Chew podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jerry Hersey, and today I'm joined by Edward Hamoud, founder and CEO of Switch Foods, a plant-based meat alternative brand produced here in the UAE. After decades in the conventional food production business as an owner and top executive, Edward funded Switch Foods to help fix many of the global food systems problems by creating sustainable, healthy, and great-tasting foods locally. So it might seem like an unlikely place to open a plant-based meat factory, especially in this region where you will find some of the biggest meat eaters in the world. But Switch Foods is proving that plant-based options can not only compete with traditional meat products, but also surpass them in taste, texture, and sustainability. So in this episode, I'm uh, really excited to hear from Edward about the plant-based meat industry, the challenges and the opportunities, and um, his overall vision for the future of food. So without further ado, welcome, Edward, to to the podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. How are you doing today? Great. Great. Okay, so uh, what we like to start off with is to understand why you do what you do. So if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what inspired you to start uh, Switch Foods. Uh, Yeah, I'm originally from Syria. Um, Been in the food business as an owner, operator, director, uh, C-suite executive for over 20 years now. Uh, Ten of them in the UAE. I've been here since 2013. Um, I've been in the operating in the most basic of uh, food business commodities. I've been in flour milling, feed milling, uh, dairy, grains trading. So the the core of the food business. Um, I have come to realize in the past few years the deficiencies of our food systems and the true need of making a change. Uh, in the way we produce, we transport, and we consume foods. And this is where Switch Foods, uh, the idea of Switch Foods, or the vision, or the purpose of Switch Foods got formed. Um, So a few years ago, uh, I started educating myself more and more, and actually the whole world has been educating us about the, the deficiencies and the and the inefficiencies of the of the of the conventional food system and the need to change it, whether it was due to its emissions, its waste, uh, its health hazards, uh, and therefore uh, wanted to create uh, food that is healthy, 
nutritious, uh, locally produced, and most importantly, sustainable. Uh, and where, you know, its conversion rate is high and, and we don't have a waste. Okay, so if you can tell us a little bit more about what Switch Foods is. So Switch Foods is a uh, food tech startup incubated in the UAE, focused on innovating and producing high-quality, nutritious, healthy, uh, delicious, and sustainable foods, focused on accelerating the adoption of plant-based diets in the region to global levels. Uh, we see a region that's lacking behind uh, in uh, conversion into plant-based diets and sustainable diets. And we think uh, we understand the barriers behind these uh, lack of conversion. Uh, and we're trying to tackling them by offering a healthy, delicious food that is local and that caters to local tastes and cooking habits. And what would you say are the one of the most challenging aspects of launching a plant-based business or even a manufacturing facility? So there are two elements. One is the product, right? So coming up with the product is is you know very very challenging. Um, I know on the supermarket shelves here in the UAE or across the region we don't have many local products. But if you go to countries like the US or Europe, you have a wide range of brands uh, on, on the shelves or propositions. Unfortunately, um, when you try these products, most of them are not really appetizing, uh, to put it in nice words, okay. right? And at the end of the day, it's true that we're trying to have a healthy, nutritious, and sustainable proposition. But at the end of the day, we have to remind ourselves that this is a food product yeah. that people need to indulge when consuming it. They need to savor the flavor, the taste, the texture. Um, so developing a product was a major, major hurdle. And you know, I hope that one day uh, listeners will try our products and they will for themselves be able to experience the difference between our offering and what's what what else is on the shelves so we spent a lot of time a lot of days uh, a lot of efforts uh, with a lot of collaborations we spent a lot of time in the US learning the tech um, in Canada then we moved to Europe um, we we collaborated with a lot of chefs uh, first, again, in the U.S., um, and then we brought this colla these collaborations locally. Um, we learned that, you know, you go to a an Arabic restaurant or an Italian restaurant, you can go to many, right? And they will all have serve you pastas or kebabs or kaftas. Mm. They will all taste great, but they will taste differently, right? And it doesn't mean that you'll only go one. You just, you know... Consumers don't go to one restaurant. They like to change and add and all of that. So we did a lot of collaborations on the on the product until we achieved what we where we are today. On setting up a facility, again, um, you have the funding side that is very important. Um, we were lucky to have a lot of um, investors that believed in our vision and believed in our business model, and that's very important. Um, track record is important. The team, the quality of the team is very important. Um, but then again, this is a this is a new industry, right? So you don't have defined processes. 
So you gotta reach out to different, you know, engineering houses, uh, machine suppliers, equipment suppliers, uh, understand the process, look at different technologies, experiment with different technologies depending on your product proposition, and design your own process at the end. And even, you know, go and uh, work with the machine, with the OEMs, with the machine equipment manufacturers, and alter the machines to be able to give you what you need as a final product. So speaking about the um, your facilities and manufacturing, the plant-based uh, manufacturing facility, what would you say are, because you are using high-tech laboratories and you have an innovation center, what are some of the new ingredients or processes and techniques being used to produce these uh, plant-based meat alternatives? Any specifics? I mean, we yes, there are specifics. Um, some that are a trade secret or an IP that, that I wouldn't be able to discuss yes. on this podcast. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, I think the, the, the most important factor is, is that we combine the technology with the culinary side. We always uh, try to remind our food technologists and food scientists that at the end of the day, we're trying to produce food. It's not software. It's not, it's not a, an iPhone. It's, 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 it's not a gadget. It's food. Yeah. People need to taste, try and indulge. Um, so we are we we use pea as a as a base protein. We stay away from soy or fava or any any other allergens that are that are commonly used in our space. Uh, we try to keep a clean label, a healthy and nutritious product. Um, our our ingredients are all naturals. We don't have artificial, synthetic, or natural identical. We try to keep a very limited list of ingredients for the consumer to be. Um, familiar with these ingredients, read the back of the pack and understand what they're eating. Uh, simple. Uh, so we limit the process, uh, processed amount of food. We try to use whole foods. Um, and then we have, you know, the, the batching, the mixing, the hydration, the, the binding, the freezing, the forming, the packaging um, in different ways. It's, it's really the process that differs and the the ingredients, again, I told you about, we try to, all, we work with different ingredient suppliers, but we try to also source as much as we can from the UAE. So we work with local farms on the major um, produce that we incorporate into our foods. Okay. And are there any notable shifts or trends because you are in the, in the industry and in the field right now in terms of plant-based alternative range so for meats dairy do you see any certain trend that people are going towards so i think the the consumer is is, is more and more educated about the category um, um, in some ways and yet very uh, uh, the category is very new to them because the product proposition so far on the market uh, did not appeal to the to the local consumer so what we see on supermarket shelves or what we used to see on supermarket shelves um, is the, you know, generic expensive imports, right? So the burgers, the sausages and the nuggets. We don't uh, consume burgers as much as they do in the States, you know, where we're importing the products from and, and sausages are not part of our culinary habits and nuggets are viewed as either kids food or junk food. So it didn't really make sense. Um, what we noticed today is that you know, when you provide the consumer with products that they are familiar with, 
then the category becomes more appealing to them and they start trying to educate themselves more and more. They become curious about, oh my God, this looks exactly like kebab or like kafta or like sujo or like the mints we buy from the conventional uh, uh, deli counter. How is this different? Why is it, okay, oh, it's not soy, why? Uh, oh, okay, oh, it's not, it's this and this. So they try, they get engaged. It's, it's about getting them engaged and making them understand why this is good for them first and then having them try it so if they like it they're like oh wow this tastes great actually we wouldn't know that it's not meat and then then comes the sustainability proposition and the animal welfare proposition okay and um what's the price point for switch foods products right now they're fairly yeah so localizing production has allowed us to be uh, uh, at a price advantage versus the the imports um we're focused also as a, as, an, as a company on growth and reach. So we try to price as close as possible to good quality, high quality convention, conventional meat. Okay. Uh, so you can find, you know, different retailers have different price points, right? So we are present in, in most retailers and all online, major online platforms. Um, our price points, you know, differ between, I think, 18 dirhams per 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 250 grams to about uh, 24, 25, depending on the retailer and the point of sales. And uh, in terms of consumer behavior, what are people gravitating towards with your products? Is it the kebabs? Is it which, which exactly are the, the best-selling products? So we've only launched uh, a couple of months ago, so I don't have, we don't have long data to share, but we, see, we still see um, the, the two leading products being the uh, the kafta okay. and then the burger because so far you know plant-based or vegan consumers have associated plant-based with the burger patty Correct. they're not used to having a different product proposition but we see kafta gaining momentum and kebab as well minced you know we think will have eventually the most use once people try it and see oh wow we can replace most of the mince that we use uh, uh, conventional meat in today uh, uh, in, in the dishes where we use conventional meat we can we can easily substitute it with plant-based meat uh, which will give you this ex- same exact mouthfeel and taste they just need this you know initial Push. trial yeah okay so what about the flavor and the texture I know you mentioned that you're working with different chefs and you're experimenting but in terms of the flavor and the texture of the plant-based meats alternatives what do you how is switch foods addressing these challenges to make their products more appealing to to wider audience so how do you innovate or how do you do your a little bit so, about your so research we're, so we're no longer experimenting we experimented enough implementing. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're implementing now yeah how do we do this? So our focus is always to benchmark against conventional versus conventional meat, right? Not Correct. not other plant-based yes. products. We started by benchmarking against other plant-based products, but we we in my opinion and many consumers think that we we gotten surpassed the best, that. So we surpassed them. Okay. What's important for us is to because we're a meat substitute, right? We're not a vegan or a vegetarian product. We're a meat substitute. So our main objective is to reduce meat consumption, right? And you're not going to substitute meat with lentils, right? Or with chickpeas. Correct. Lentils and chickpeas are already vegetarian dishes are already available in yeah. the market. So 
people who want to substitute meat will want to substitute with meat-like products. So we have, we've worked with some of the best chefs, leading chefs, uh, leading restaurant chefs in the UAE. We've done a lot of collaborations with head chefs and executive chefs and group chefs at, you know, hospitality groups or, uh, or restaurant chains. And uh, our objective was always to get their input. And, you know, this is, these are novel products and chefs have different ideas and, and, and different inputs. And we try to, you know, our product development team team continued to learn from the different inputs that we that we received until we we reached the texture and taste and color that we have today and it was always this fine line between you know understanding the science yet you know focusing on the culinary right and how has it been the the response from the retail side the response has been great. It has been very encouraging in the past couple of months. We've only launched a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, we saw we saw a bit of resistance from the retailer at at first because they have the products in their in their fridges and the category is still relatively a small category. Okay. But once we but but what we noticed is they all were very, um, you know. W- were, were very sustainability driven. They wanted to push sustainable products. They had the mandate to push sustainable products and locally produced products. So okay. once we were able to meet them, explain to them the, the switch proposition and have them taste the product and how different it is, in, how positively different it is from, from other products that they currently carry, the conversion was very quick and the listing process happened very quickly and they were very supportive and excited about the brands. And we see that in the couple of, you know, tastings that we that we ran across uh, a couple of uh, retail channels so far. So, and this is very rewarding and comforting for, for, for myself and the rest of the team. That's really good. Okay. and. Um Right now, there are a lot of kind of like crisis, climate crisis, all of this happening. But uh, I wanted to get more about your understanding or your advice rather about how can, because you your prices are fairly or moderately low compared to what's there in the market. How do you think a plant-based food producer or food business can make profits while still keeping costs low? It's like any business, right? It's it's not a different business. You gotta manage your costs. You gotta manage your supply chain. You gotta ma- manage your operation, your direct, your indirect, uh, your marketing. You, you, it's a business like any other business. We, I expect, uh, I see also, and I notice that uh, equipment manufacturers, ingredient suppliers are, ge- are are you know leaning more and more towards you know innovation and work in the plant-based space because they see it as the future as well you know i've heard it from many ingredient suppliers yeah the conventional meat became a commodity you know the ingredients we sell them we sell them the same ingredients every year we have a forecast it's it's a commodity here they see room for for innovation Uh, they see um, growth they see consumer adoption Um, so i expect the more uh, companies and the ecosystem focuses on plant-based, uh, the lower the price of the ingredients will become. Uh, even on the commodity side, on the base, on the peas, uh, the more you have work in fractionation and extrusion, 
the lower the price of, 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 of protein is becoming. China now is also shifting into producing um, base proteins. India is coming along, so which will allow us producers to uh, uh, to source products from there rather than where we're doing it today in Europe or North America, which will be a price break as well. Lo- creating a local ecosystems of growing the peas locally and, and extruding them locally can also play a major role in uh, reducing prices in the future once our consumer base is is uh, is large enough. Okay. And I wanted to get your opinion because there is this ongoing debate on the topic of uh, highly processed plant-based meat products. Are How beneficial are, are they for health purposes? Because in comparison to conventional meat, which we know it's meat, the, you said you do you do create it with peas, but is it highly pro- is highly processed, plant based, healthy? So, every food can be processed like or highly processed, right? Yeah. Even meat, right? A lot of yeah. meat that you eat, all the cold cuts, all of that. These are highly processed foods, and yeah. they're meat, right? Uh, a lot of the burgers we see on the on the supermarket shelves from a lot of the leading brands are highly processed, right? Correct. Burger patties because they contain they contain soy, they contain fillers, yeah. TVPs, in order to make them cheaper. We don't talk about that. We only talk about when we talk about meat. Consumers think we're talking about you know the wagyu beef or the Angus beef coming from the from the you know super uh, sources. It's yeah. not like that. Ninety percent of meat that's on the market today is also very highly processed. On the opposite, switch is very lightly processed because. We don't add any artificial ingredients or legohemoglobins or all these additives that, or any preservatives or anything like that that make the product highly processed, right? So it depends at the end on your list of ingredients. A lot of companies made the mistake, or not a lot, a few companies made the mistake of you know, increasing their ingredients list, making it complicated, using artificial ingredients because they were obsessed with parity with meat, right? And making making the product bleed, making it, you know, like meat, making it, you know, very red on the inside. We don't have, we don't have this obsession okay. as, a, as a company and our consumers don't. We don't eat meat that bleeds here in this region, right? We like our meat, you know, medium well done, and well done right? Yeah you know, from, from, from religious perspective, from cultural perspective, we don't like our meat to bleed. Yeah. So we don't have these requirements. And even if we did, that's not something that we're going to do. We're not going to compromise our health uh, proposition just to please uh, aesthetic yeah. consumer needs. Okay. And what is your overall um, outlook of the uh, plant-based food sector in the Middle East? Where do you see it heading? Or where do you hope for it to head? I'm very positive about it. Um, I think the category has been growing in double digits over the last few years, and this without having you know the right products or the right price points. So uh, I think once we introduce products with the right uh, uh, market fit and at the right price point, I think we have we're a very young region. Um, our, our population is very young. Our population are, are, uh, is educated, is curious. Um, we tend to underestimate uh, our young generation. I think they, I think you know, climate is becoming more and more important to them. 
um, animal welfare is high on their agendas. If you talk to you know young kids in school or in college, and at the end of the day, their own personal health uh, is very important. They also they also prefer locally produced foods. Uh, they tend to um, trust better the 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 governance in in of of, of food yeah. uh, producers in the region and the and the the governance of their the, the governments over here um so so i'm very positive in that and on, on that that aspect i am and what's next for switch foods um so we today we are uh we are starting we have signed a few export agreements in neighboring countries okay. we're very ex- that we're very excited That's about. Exciting. Okay. Um, we're also looking to uh, to expand in the region by uh, uh, establishing local production facilities. We're in discussions for Saudi Arabia um, uh, as our next production facilities. Uh, we believe in the unit economics of producing locally, so we're also in discussions of a few regional market. We have discussions in India and Turkey as well. Um, so yeah, we're we're excited about where where we're heading. That's really exciting. And this is my final question. Um, as a speaker at the Gulf Food Manufacturing Food Tech Summit coming up in November, what can we expect from your session, and what are you most looking forward to at the event? Well, I, what I look forward to is what, I, what you know, the same thing I look forward to whenever we're discussing plant-based is just shedding more light on the category, telling the consumers and the stakeholders what we're doing at Switch, which is what we're responsible for. At the end of the day, we can't be responsible for the whole category, right? We're responsible sure. for what we do and what we produce. Um, but, you know, a lot of times I see that consumers have a negative perception of the category because of mistakes that happened in the past, whether it's on the health front or the sustainability front, you know, and the consumers educate, you know, they're telling me, you know, Ed, uh, you know, we we don't want to consume plant-based meat that is imported from the U.S. or from Europe. I mean, the carbon footprint, it doesn't make sense. Oh, wow. We'd rather produce, consume locally produced meat, right? Yeah. So they love the, the locally produced proposition. Um, so I get the opportunity to educate the consumer about you know the the, the health uh, aspect of what we do, the sustainability, yeah. without forgetting about the culinary as well. Um, so it gives me an opportunity to discuss the category, to discuss uh, uh, plant-based, to discuss the future of food and the transformation and the need to transform uh, the way we consume foods. Well, thank you so much for joining me today in the Let's Chew podcast. So before we close, if this, if there's anything that you would like to share with us or how we can follow the journey or any piece of advice or words of wisdom to our listeners, please feel free. So, you know, again, it falls, it falls in line with being local. Yeah. So we're here, uh, our facility, our offices are in Kizad, uh, halfway, exactly halfway between Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Um, we have, of course, our Instagram page. You can follow us at uh, switch, switch underscore foods. We have our Facebook page. We have our LinkedIn page. Um, we're very active on social media. We try to share recipes. We try to share ideas. Uh, we try to, you know, break the the ice between the the consumer and the the category. To, we because our product, the way we see it, is we. We transport it, we cook it, we freeze it, we consume it just like meat. So we try to make it as a seamless transition as possible. 
Um, but we're here, we're available. We have chefs, we have uh, sous chefs, we have a head nutrition and nutrition team, we have a product development team. We offer customizable solutions for for uh, for consumers that buy in, in certain quantities. So whether it's restaurants, hotel chains, us being local, give us the opportunity to customize their product for them. So if a, if a restaurant group wants a kebab that is shorter or longer or wider or an airline needs a certain weight or... Uh, or a certain spice profile or all that. We have a full innovation center in our facility in Kizad where chefs come, spend a day or two or three, depending on, you know, give us a brief about what they want. That's and we will, yeah. we, will, we will help develop that product for them or adjust our current product uh, uh, according to their needs. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Edward. It's really you nice having, having you. It's been, a nice, it's been a nice conversation. I enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning into another exciting episode of the Let's Chew podcast. As always, please share and leave us your thoughts. Uh, Until next time, bye for now.